the interior castle mentioned too by St. Teresa of Jesus. St. Teresa writes briefly and concisely on the second mansion, but it is all worth reading. The mansion is called the proper entrance to the castle and has the word prayer marked over it. Those who enter are determined to pray, but it is a honeymoon stage of prayer. There is still much to learn. An English Carmelite likened the second mansion to the busyness and hustle of a railway station. It's a battleground. St. Teresa writes, Can there be an evil greater than that of being ill at ease in our house? How profound. We are only just reborn to the world of prayer. Unfortunately, we can go back and will not avoid the occasions of sin. We have not yet arrived fully to experience contemplative prayer, even though in the sweetness of prayer we might feel we have. Those in this first mansion are like the spiritually deaf. But now here in the second mansion, there is more awareness and listening to the Lord calling. We have a clearer vision of God. We are more receptive and open to God's grace. God is calling us all the time. As in Teresa writes, God uses good books, spiritual friends, sermons, sickness or lights during prayer. Seek out good friends and the wisdom of the saints. The doctors of the church, such as Francis de Sales, provide inspired light and truth. Spiritual reading always goes with a prayerful life. There is more light and less noise in this mansion, but the person is uncomfortable and tense, not given fully to God and his ways. There is a pull within to return to the first mansion. There is a call to pray, and at the same time, a call to pleasure. This is painful. A call to serve God and to have a good time. St. Teresa writes, O oh Jesus, what an uproar the devils instigate here and the affliction of the poor soul that does not know whether to continue or return to the first room. There's a tug of war. The evil one tells them not to be extreme, that fasting will ruin their health. They'll lose the respect of our friends. But our true friends will welcome our surrender to God. So we need to avoid worldly people who mock the faith or the divine need to embrace the cross that leads to life. There is need for much wisdom, a spiritual director as a help, but St. Teresa's advice is to seek first the kingdom of God and all will be added unto you, unto you. Seek to do God's will, aim to be free of the bondage of the senses. Do not their master you. So ridity and prayer is to be welcomed as it is the power to teach us that we go to meet the God of consolations and not the consolations of God. We must, we must approach God humbly and on his terms with a sense of humour. Do not take ourselves too seriously. It's a long journey to love God's will. When we fail or sin, we simply get up again and begin again. There should not be too much introspection. In fact, failures can be a divine lesson. Instead of blaming ourselves or being angry with ourselves, we can acknowledge that without God's grace we can do nothing. What is especially painful is that the closer we come to God, 
the further we seem away. The closer to God and the more the light shines on us and we see our imperfections and sins more clearly. We cannot save ourselves. Only God and his grace can save us. That is a very difficult lesson to learn. Forget about doing well in prayer. Just give the time to God and think of him, not ourselves. We are not the judge of whether we are praying well. There is only one practical test of real prayer. We are becoming more loving and forgiving outside prayer. The more prayer is centred on God and his holy will, the more at peace we are. The more our prayer is for us, the less at peace we are, she writes. May it please his majesty to give us understanding of how much we cost him, of how the servant is no greater than his master.